Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel. From cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. I would like to welcome to the podcast, Gary Arndt, North America Travel Photographer of the Year, winning the award three times. Who better to speak on travel than Gary, who has traveled to 200 plus countries and territories? Welcome to the show, Gary. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. The question I like to ask a lot of my guests is, where did you develop the love to travel? Uh, It was probably from my father subscribing to National Geographic when I was growing up. We didn't travel a whole lot as a family. In fact, famously, I... You know, I never saw saltwater until I was 21 years old. So, you know, we would go on, you know, road trips or something on vacation in the summer. And, and that was about it. So I never really, uh, in fact, I never really left North America until I was 28. And I took a business trip where I flew around the world uh, in two weeks. And that was kind of the first time I'd ever really been anywhere. Well, so National Geographic, we owe it to that. And I remember as a young person, too, our collection of National Geographic, looking through at the amazing photographs and just one day knowing that I would visit some of those countries, as many as you, but at least I've started. Is it true that you sold your house so you could travel the world? Have you laid down any new routes or are you still living a nomadic lifestyle? No, I sold my home in 2007 and I thought I would travel around the world for a year. And that one year ended up becoming uh, over a decade. I basically just kept traveling until the pandemic hit. And then when the pandemic hit, that changed everything. Everything that I had going on as a business in terms of photography uh, disappeared basically overnight. And I had to do a massive switch. And so I ended up starting a, a podcast in July of 2020. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Well, that's where my podcast came from 2020. I was selling travel before. And when it all dries up, you got to find something to do. So podcasting was there just to keep the the love of travel, keep it in people's thoughts. And we knew that we'd be able to travel again. We thought this pandemic would be short-lived, or it was longer than we expected. You have a, a love for national parks. I, I can tell just, just by how many you visited. Do you plan on visiting all of them? Yeah, and I would have visited them all if it hadn't been for the pandemic. So of the national parks proper, that with a national park label, I believe there's now 64 uh, in the United States. And I've been to all but, I think, five or six. Uh, And the ones I have yet to visit are, for the most part, easy to visit. I've been to all the real hard ones. So I've been to the ones in Alaska. I've been to all the Alaskan ones. I've been to American Samoa. So the difficult ones, the, the ones I've yet to visit are... Three in California, which I just, for whatever reason, never got around to, uh, Big Bend National Park, U.S. Virgin Islands National Park, and the brand new one that just opened in uh, West Virginia. We have lots of time. They're still there. They're not going anywhere. So yeah, you I know. <laughs> and visit them. Now, I understand, like me, you have a podcast. It's called Everything Everywhere. Can you tell us about the podcast and the premise behind it or what you what you want people to get out of it. 
Uh, the show is, it's not a travel show, but it was certainly based on things I learned in the course of my travels. It covers primarily history, but also things like science, mathematics, geography. Every day, you just learn something brand new. And it could be something that maybe you've heard of before, or maybe something you didn't even know that you didn't know. And it's about a 10-minute show every day. It's a scripted show, and uh, it's for people that love to learn. I can say I'm just uh, was listening to your latest podcast, The Night's Malta, and I was finding it very interesting. I just ran out of time. I couldn't finish it off because we had to jump into this podcast. But I'll listen to it when we get off. Finish it up there. For me, when I travel, I come with my camera. It's like it goes everywhere with me. Sometimes I have two or three different cameras with me, depending where I'm going and uh, driving. If I'm driving somewhere, I'll have the three. If I'm flying somewhere, I'll have the two with me. Can you tell us what kind of, because you are an award-winning photographer, what kind of cameras do you use or do you use multiple cameras when you uh, go out and shoot? Uh, my current primary camera is a Sony uh, AR, uh, AR7 II. And that is really the only one I will usually take out with me just because the, the, the big thing when doing travel photography is you don't want to be carrying around too much stuff. A lot of photographers, if they're, if they're not doing, you know, serious travel, they'll have a bag full of lenses. You just can't afford to be carrying that much stuff with you because the more stuff you have, it reduces your ability to actually take a photo. If you're constantly changing lenses and, and taking cameras out. So the, the Sony is my primary one. I have a Sony a 6,000 that I'll use as like a backup, which is a rather small camera. And the nice part about it is it uses the same lenses as the larger camera. So I can swap those in and out. No problem. And, and that's pretty much what I use now. When did you start taking, I would say, travel photos? When did, how did that come about? Can you let our listeners know about that? Uh, when, I, when I began traveling and I sold my house, I went and bought a very expensive camera that I thought would take very good photos. And I quickly learned that that's not how it works. Uh, I took a lot of bad photos. And so, I, I mean, like literally the very first week I was on the road, I was taking these photos and I noticed how bad they were. So I just began a, a, an iterative process of trying to get better and better. And I learned how all the functions on the camera work and all the settings. And uh, with practice and thousands and thousands of photos, I eventually got better and better. I think that's what it is, trial and error until we know the settings. We know the lighting, the environment we're in. And try to get the best shots we can. And I know when I started with film, you had to be very precise in what you wanted to take a picture of. Now with digital, for me, I'm not a professional, but I do take lots when I travel. I've traveled 13 countries. It's just shoot, shoot, shoot. And then I spend like a week or two weeks straight just editing. So maybe I should go back to the premise of the old days where set up a shot, take it once move on, but that's just me. Well, as you get better, um, I think that you do end up keeping a higher percentage of your photos. You know, there was a period where I was maybe deleting 90% of, of what I shot. And I don't think it's, it's, it's that high. It's not 50%, but it's also not 10%. Um, and, and that's something, yeah, you, you kind of get better with over time, you know, to be a little bit more selective about what you want to take a picture of. And editing is also a really big part of it as well. You know, a lot of people forget that, you know, back in the days of film, a lot of the final product that a photographer would come out with was done in the dark room. And 
it wasn't just they sent it off to Walmart and they got their photos back. There was a lot of, you know, artistic decisions that had to be made in the dark room. And those same decisions are made today in a program like Lightroom or Photoshop. I can remember as a young person, I would say probably maybe eight, eight and 10, my dad used to have his lab set up in the basement and he was an avid photographer, not a great photographer, but an avid photographer. And I remember watching the film develop and seeing them hanging across the lines and wondering what the heck the picture was and waiting for it to actually come some. Nowadays, you said you just pop in a card into a computer, bring it up and use whatever editing software you're using. Um, I like to use Lightroom. It's probably my favorite, um, but there's a whole bunch of different ones out there people can use. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, I'm really impressed that you've won North American Travel Photographer of the Year, not once, not twice, three times. Can you tell us about that experience? Well, the first time uh, I was kind of shocked because I was out in the desert of Namibia and I was there for a week and I, I came back and I went to an internet cafe to check my email. And there were all these emails like, congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. I didn't know what they were talking about because I had submitted for this award months ago, completely forgot about it. And, you know, then it just happened while I was away. And, um, you know, the other times uh, there were years where I didn't win, where I thought I should have. And there were years where I won, where I thought I, I don't think it was maybe the best portfolio of work I put together. But, yeah, it was it was something I'm, I'm very proud of kind of a testament to how far I came from buying an expensive camera that I didn't know how to use. Well, I think being recognized by people in your field is, you know, that's an awesome feeling is to say they really, I've come a long way. I've learned how to use a camera. I'm taking photographs. People think I'm a good photographer, not a good, but North America's best. So congratulations on winning that three times. As we move forward closer to the end, I'd like to find out what's next for Gary, like or more travel, hopefully maybe more podcasts, more photography, maybe a book. We never know. What's up? Well, I've I've traveled a lot, you know, a whole lot. I was literally on the road for over a decade. Mm-hmm. And now uh, I'm the focus is really on my podcast. Okay. Uh, that's become my job. The show does over a million downloads a month. and I'm sure I'm going to be on the road again. Podcast is something you can do from every, anywhere. Uh, but right now, I'm trying to just build that up as a business. And then once that becomes a bit more successful and gets a little bit more traction, then I'll be able to hit the road again. Well, I wish you the best in the future. I just want to say that uh, this conversation today has been pretty good. I We have a little bit of time, so I'm going to ask you about Maybe one destination you travel to that stands out in your mind. It's one place you say, I have to get back to. Oh, there are a lot of them. <laughs> you know, I, when I first, first started traveling, I started by going through the Pacific. And it took me about six months to cross the ocean. And I went to a lot of little island countries. And I haven't been there in over 15 years at this point. So I would like to go back to see how some of them have changed. To see, you know, what's different. Likewise, Southeast Asia was a place where I visited a lot of places like Vietnam and Cambodia around that same time period. So I would kind of like to go back and, and see it. And I also, my photography at that point was awful. So I would like to go back and, and reshoot some of those places as well. Well, having the opportunity to do a do-over, as I call it, 
and get there and just see how it changed. Because I know one thing that uh, a lot of the Pacific's been fighting with is climate change. Some of the islands are disappearing. Some people have been relocated from their home islands to other islands. So be interesting to see how it's changed and how how prepared they are for the future. And like you said, go back and take uh, some of those photos again. You never be able to restage them, but you can take new ones. You can enter them and maybe win the award for the fourth time. So you never know. Yeah. Right now I'm in no position to win anything because I just haven't been taking many photos, but uh, yeah, if I get back on the road and uh, you know, do the podcast remotely, maybe that'll be possible. Well, on that note, I want to Thank you for coming on the show. It's a chance for us to get to know you, Gary. I appreciate uh, your time. And from a fellow podcaster, keep on doing it. People are listening. Like you said, you have you have your audience there. And once you have an audience, they expect to hear from you. So I, I think it's a great format, what I call it. It's not like YouTube, where YouTube is just oversaturated. That's what I would say. Uh, the podcasting world is not oversaturated. Good thing about podcasts, people can listen anywhere. You can listen in the car while they're at work, while they're working out, whatever. So uh, keep it up, and I appreciate what you do. And I want to thank you for coming on today. Any last thoughts before we go? Uh, no, thanks for having me. And uh, if you're not traveling, you should definitely get out and explore the world. It's something everyone should do. <laughs>